0: funny. I think there's like maybe like 12 of us, so maybe 14 of us, two people per mountain. Okay, that's good. That's all right, because two, where two or more are gathered, where two or more are gathered, he'll be amongst us, right? Awesome. Well, um, raise your hand if you guys were able to come to the first meeting. Okay, cool. Okay, all right. Nonetheless, I'm going to go ahead and just give us uh, a quick overview, uh, 15 minutes overview. The meat of this time is actually going to be our group time, our breakout session, and so, uh, you know, once again, the goal is for you guys to meet with uh, people that have similar hearts and si- similar minds, similar passions, and we're going to spend a, spend some time sharing with one another, uh, inviting each other uh, into uh, each other's lives and our journey, and we're just going to spend some time in prayer and intercession, and later I'm going to have uh, each group come up and, and, and share. All right? Cool. Well, uh, a couple things that uh, I first of all I want to go through is just uh, what the Seven Mountains is. I uh, just uh, want to give you guys a, a quick overview. Uh, the more in-depth overview is going to be in the podcast, so you guys could just go to ARC podcast. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's just labeled as seven mountains and you guys could catch uh, the, um, the information from the first meeting there. All right, so, um, so the premise for the seven mountain is that we're called to be influential in, in society. In every society, there are seven spheres of influence that shape its culture. And so if we influence these spheres, uh, we get to shape culture and impact society. So ministry doesn't actually stop with, within the four walls uh, of the church, and it's actually meant to transcend into every sphere of society. So if you're not called to be a vocational minister at the church or an oversee missionary, per se, uh, God is still sending us out as influential ministers of the kingdom. Amen? So there's only like 5%, right? 5% roughly. Of folks that are called in, are, that are serving in vocational ministry, but what does that mean for the 95% of us, right? And so, anyways, I want to take a quick moment to just uh, uh, share what the seven uh, seven uh, spheres of influence are. We call it the seven <coughs> mountains, based off of uh, this this prophetic word uh, that was received by Lauren Cunningham and uh, the found, founder of Campus Crusade for Christ. Uh, but anyways, we could we could also uh, substitute it as just spe- spheres of influence. Uh, so the first one uh, that I want to talk about is religion. Every society has some sort of prominent belief system with a view of spirituality uh, de- or deities. Uh, those that have a heart to pastor or serve the church or become missionaries are called to this sphere of uh, influence. Number two is education, uh, systems by which knowledge or skills are taught. It involves the structure of cohesive training and means through which society passes knowledge and skills. So however we train our kids up in our society, uh, in our society, uh, uh, it's typically through su- it through schools. In other societies, it could be apprenticeships or or a mix. Uh, number three is family. Uh, in every society, family is the most basic structure of social construct. Uh, families are build are just building blocks of core uh, of core units of society. However, society does have. Uh, uh, so- I'm sorry. However, uh, family does have a huge impact on people. Uh, we all have personal families, but folks that are uh, particularly called towards family tend to see problems with uh, uh, with society with this lens that it stems from family issues. So that's, uh, once again, if you're called to family, you tend to uh, see things from that lens. What's interesting, we, we did have a survey, raise your hand if you did fill out that survey. Uh, if you didn't, uh, the surveys are in the back and in, in, in paper. So I would like to gather some of that information. So families, it's interesting. Uh, for prime, I have this question that says primary calling, uh, or what's the primary sphere of influence and in secondary. Uh, Family is actually the smallest in the, in the primary, which is which is interesting. So far, we still have uh, you know the rest of the congregation congregation to capture. But what's interesting is it's uh, about a quarter of uh, our of the folks that were surveyed uh, um, quarter. Of us actually selected family as the secondary uh, 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 space of influence. So we actually do have a big heart for for family in our in our church. Um, so number four, uh, economy and business: uh, how money is being handled in society. In, a, in society, it could manifest itself as something as simple as the bartering system to something as sophisticated as what we have in the U.S. In the U.S., uh, we have farms, to businesses, to corporations. Anything that um, it's related to innovation, entrepreneurship, wealth generation. These all fit under this mountain. Uh, government, politics, and military. Uh, how policies are established and enforced. Every society has government, the structure that establishes uh, what's right, what's wrong, the rules that govern order through policy and law. It involves leadership in these, ma- in these domains. And people in charge of dictating how society is run. Uh, the infrastructure, who runs things, what's right, what's wrong and once again, uh, how it is enforced. Uh, people, to, uh, people that are called to government are typically drawn to justice and policies, and once again, it's enforcement. Um, we're gonna also put medical, healthcare, and food supply uh, uh, under, under the sphere. Uh, number six, uh, arts and entertainment. In every society, there's some sort of manifestation of art. The soul has a need to express itself, and it's not necessarily productive by nature. So you could think of things such as visual arts, music, dance, film, sports, uh, et cetera. Without these things, we probably will still be able to live, but it's a, it's a critical part of the human uh, spirit, right? So the heart behind this mountain is, is our soul uh, expressing itself, It's really powerful because what our soul expresses, other people see it and are moved. And last but not least, we have media. And in its most basic form, it's pretty much the transmittal of information, uh, how we uh, disseminate information to the masses. Uh, It's in direct communication using a a medium uh, to communicate, therefore it's media. So uh, television networks, newspaper, magazines, websites, and the radio, Uh, media has the ability to put a spin on things, create news—they uh, have the advantage of pretense of information, and can also present things as facts uh, and true uh, truth-telling. So, anyway, so that's that's a basic summary of the seven mountains. Uh, next, I actually want to talk about the purpose of these meetings. So, now that um, uh, now that we're here, I want to kind of discuss. Disc- Describe to you what the purpose of our meeting is, and that's uh, pretty much for for uh, each and every one of us to find out you know who else is running with us so if you guys uh, are called to a certain sphere you know um, there's, there's no reason why we should do it alone, and uh, it's, this is our, our space, this is our moment where we could uh, gather with one another, meet, and, and share our hearts and desires, and, and, uh, and invite each other into, into that aspect of our lives, and invite each other into that journey. So, um, number one, in the space, we'll lift each other up in prayer and encouragement. Uh, we'll spend times uh, learning from each other, uh, and then we're going to intercede and support uh, each other, and as we put our faith into action, amen? Uh, So really quickly tonight, um, we're going to, number one, we're going to testify, okay? And so one of the laws of the kingdom, because there are natural laws like uh, inertia and gravity, but in the kingdom, there's also uh, laws as well, right? And so one of them is, uh, I guess, faith. Faith is often expressed as the currency of heaven. So faith does please God, and faith also moves mountains, right? Moves mountains. If you have faith, faith the size of mustard seeds seed uh you you could tell this mountain to jump into the water you know jump into the water right um and it also says (laughs) um um faith without love is is worthless so even if you have the faith to (laughs) move mountains if you don't have love it's it's purposeless right uh so so that's 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 something we we always have to bear in mind um number two faith comes from hearing right and so hearing testimonies increase faith so a quick uh quick little story um I don't know if you guys heard of uh the Lakeland Revivals re- revival uh and uh one of my uh this this family that I knew one of his sons uh one of their sons son sons son was watching uh this lady come up and give a testimony about healing and he thought oh that's cool you know and he wasn't like praying or anything he was just sitting down and he actually has a, a pinky that is shorter than his other pinky and he looks down on his pinky and, and just had this thought like hey you know god could heal maybe he could uh heal my pinky and at that moment his uh his pinky extended and and grew out and what's crazy is his dad also ha- uh, who who's a good friend of uh, of ours um also had the same same issue so he uh so the son went back home to tell dad and uh and guess what happened to dad his his uh he he <laughs> he, was, he told me he was sitting in a toilet and he was like oh yeah that that you know and he just looks down on his in his finger and his, uh, his pinky extended, too. And then he was showing me on his piano. He said, look, I, I couldn't do this before. He was extending from his thumb to his pinky. And so anyways, and uh, that was, how do I say it? Uh, just the impact of testimonies. Uh, so anyways, um, actually, a few weeks ago, Ryan preached on the parable of the talents. And so those that store what they receive will be given more, right? And another, I guess, rule or operating um, law in, uh, in the kingdom is, more tends to attract more, right? And so even in natural law, you know, it tends to rain where it's already wet, right? So tonight, you'll have an opportunity to steward your testimony, okay? Whether you be- feel like it's big or small, whether it's a personal victory or a public victory, you know, we're gonna have a chance to acknowledge the testimony that God has given us. I'm pretty sure we all have testimonies from the Lord and give God praise, uh, praise for it. We're gonna share it. We're gonna give it away, and in a result, guess what will happen? We'll probably see more testimonies, right? Uh, so, so amen? All right, so uh, second thing, we're gonna spend time connecting with one another and inviting e- each other into uh, our journey. So um, I was listening uh, on a, ser- a sermon uh, from Bill Johnson's son, and he said that our best isn't good enough, right? We actually have to depend on the best of others uh, to get to where we need to go. And so uh, there, uh, one of uh one of my, my friends shared with me about this story uh, of a girl. She had a dream where, uh, where God was surrounding her by angels from left to right. And it just, it just pretty much uh, covered her. And then, but then there was a section in the back where there was no angels, nobody. And she was like, God, how come you covered me from my, you know, like, how do I say it? 300 degrees and you left this 60 degree with, with nobody. Um, and God said, I intended that. Um, I intended that section, or I intended that for the church, right? And uh, it's interesting because Graham Cook, uh, one of his quotes is that, you know, God heals us 80% of the way, and then for the rest of 20%, he gives us friends, right? So so anyways, um, I think there's something that God is moving in our community. Um, You know, actually, uh, um, earlier this year, um, during communion, as I was coming up, and I know Joe talked about like collective destiny and, and covenant relationship, but as I was coming up, I was getting this impression from the Lord and the Holy Spirit saying, you know, um, and actually describing me, talking to me about myself. But He's talking to me about myself, and He's not talking about my individual characteristic. Hey, you're this five-seven, you know, Asian guy who looks like a Filipino with short hair. You know, He was actually saying, you know, He was describing, you know, the people in this, this church and uh, and the art the, community and every wonderful quality that we see here, you know, um, I possess. That's part of me. That's me. That's who I am. And it's crazy because that day, uh, Ryan also gave that sermon about, um, you know, one day God's going to call us to the altar. And we always, uh, not the altar, uh, but call us at the, the judgment seat. And we always kind of picture our individual selves sitting at that judgment seat. And what did you do? But, you know, he was, Provoking this idea that, hey, actually, you know, God's calling us as a community to the judgment scene. What did we do as a, as a collective? And so there's something really beautiful about that, and uh, you know, uh, I definitely feel like from the times where I faced the, how do I say it, the greatest tendency for uh, fear to overcrowd my heart, and decided and chose boldness and courage, it was, it was because, you know, I actually felt safety, uh, a, a lot of safety in my life, you know, and that safety came from, you know, the friends I knew. Uh, it, it, it came from my identity with the Lord and also people just praying and encouraging me and, 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 and reminding me who I was whenever I, whenever I forget. So I feel like that's an important part. So love does cast out fear. So once again, tonight, we're gonna spend time connecting with one another and inviting uh, each other into our journey. Uh, and number three tonight, we're going to intercede. Uh, so the seven mountain mandate strategy is basically this, you know, uh, simplified. All right. Uh, number one, we get air supremacy, right? So once again, the war is not against flesh and blood. And uh, when we ask God to release grace, uh, He actually will be faithful to orchestrate things and make things happen, create opportunities that are inside of us, right, and as well as externally outside of us that are beyond our reach, you know. And so He will create opportunities. Like that's that that part is uh, given, right? And the, the important part is, even if his grace is released, all right, in the atmosphere, because when we pray, his grace is going to be released, we still have to act on that grace, right? And so, uh, and so that's the second part. But anyways, a, a YWAM quote is, as we, as we do the possible, right, you know, we let God do the impossible. But we do the impossible, let God do the impossible. All right, so tonight we're going to testify, we're going to share our journey, and we're going to intercede. Amen. Okay, cool. So the next part, as you guys look around, there's these uh, uh, big giant uh, uh, post-its with each mountain. Okay? Now, it's okay if you're like, hey, I don't know which mountain, uh, uh, because at the end, we're all going to share, and um, each mountain is going to kind of share the testimonies, share what's going on, and your heart might be pulled a a certain way as people shared. So it's an exploratory uh, uh, process, so that's okay. Uh, if you really don't know, you could actually gather up here later, okay? So let's say the front right here is uh, the, the mountain with the question mark, okay? And you guys could come up here. Uh, but uh, we're actually going to have uh, uh, facilitators. There's going to be uh, a sheet of paper uh, in which I want you guys to c- uh, kind of go through. And, uh, and at the end, we're going to have a good time uh, of sharing. Sounds good? Okay, amen. So go ahead and gather, and I'm going to uh, come to each group and uh, hand out some... All right. So we're going to go ahead and get started. We have uh, thirty, about thirty-two minutes. Uh, I'm going to have each group come up and share. And when you guys, uh, when your presenters share, I do want you guys to close uh, in a short prayer. Okay. Closing a short, short prayer so the rest of the congregation could agree and uh, agree with what God is doing. And uh, so let's let's begin. And once again, uh, the time uh, timing is five minutes per group. Can I have uh, one timer? Okay. See. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Okay. All right, Will. And if you could just give uh, everybody just look at Will. All right. So if you're a presenter, Will will give you a. Uh, one minute warning, okay? So at the four minute mark, if you're not done, he's gonna give you a, a one minute warning and you, that, that's a good time to close and maybe begin your prayer, okay? All right, so let's go ahead and, uh, super excited about this. Let's go ahead and have a uh, uh, religion, okay? Mountain Religion come up. Yeah, you guys have a presenter? <laughs> You, are, yes one one person or all of you guys we want. but you know you guys have 5 minutes begins yeah uh actually can you guys come up here can you guys come up here you guys need to okay all right you guys need time to gather do you guys need a moment oh no it's okay okay all right um uh, once the the last <laughs> to touch your nose oh last to touch nose that, that was you <laughs> Okay, so Emily's the last to touch her nose, she was, so she's going to present. Well, you don't have to begin yet, uh, but I'm going to ask all of you guys to speak through the mic because this is going to be recorded, and it's going to inspire the rest rest of our congregation, yeah. right? Amen. All right, all right let's do it. Okay.
1: All right, awesome. So we were just sharing testimonies at first, so I'll just recap from uh, our post-it here. Uh, three highlight, tes- oh, four highlight testimonies, Ark Retreat, we believe that God brought us as from a bunch of individuals seeking God to really knitting us together even more deeply as a community moving and seeking God together. Uh, secondly, we've, I, this is the one that I was talking about. I've noticed lately that the Ark has really built up what I've heard called a come ministry, where even though you know, we're going out to spheres of influence and um, across the world and everything, I believe that we've really worked well at hosting people here in the church, creating spaces for newcomers with a like community formation group. Um, the hospitality has been off the hook and newcomers are being integrated well, like, is Garrison here? Yeah, through just our integration process. And I believe that's why our numbers are just like rocketing, skyrocketing. Um, and thirdly, we just wanted to recognize the art college group, And the student leaders are really rocking it. And Lauren was sharing about how the student leaders are really carrying the vision of not only Corey and Christina, but Ryan and Suki and um, the Ark as a whole. And we also heard a testimony all the way from Portland. It was just this uh, powerful salvation that happened uh, from other members of our Body of Christ over in Portland. And there's this woman who was buying drugs and then... uh, Kim, was it your friend? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kim's friend just started talking to this woman and sharing with her about her value and vision for her life. And she just started to cry. And then uh, he asked if he could pray for her to experience the presence of God. And when he did, she just cried more. And then, (laughs) yeah, she just received Jesus. Yeah, she was saved. And then someone else immediately afterward was saved through that testimony. Um, so, yeah, she just destroyed the drugs in front of her friend, the crowd of girls. So. <laughs> I'm saying it because the recording, the recording can't hear the audience. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Alex is happy about that. Um, so moving on, we, we casted some dreams This is not an exhaustive exhaustive list, but we are having this Fiat Lux week on Cal campus in the near future, March 6th through 10th. 10th. And we believe that John is saying that this is really a voice of reason. Fiat Lux, the whole week, okay, to backtrack, is um, this group of apologists. It's coming to host seminars all week long and providing free meals. So all students on campus are invited And John believes that God is raising up this voice of reason in a time when the loudest voices are quite reactive and um, speaking out of a lot of emotion. But this is God's voice of reason, and we believe that uh, he's going to bring a lot of people into saving knowledge of Christ in that week. So another dream we have is children's ministry to teach the Ark's core values to our babies. (laughs) Which <laughs> should be so cute. Uh, then another dream we have is to realize this apostolic shift in the church that actually Chris Vallotton shared with our church at our 10th anniversary last February, that we are shifting from just being— uh, which, not that it's bad. We, we were really strong. We believe in, like, the prophetic and also in a pastoral sense. Like, we care for our members, and we care for each other, but— um, But what we believe is God is mobilizing us. And John has noticed that everyone we talk to, like, amongst us is doing more and just being activated and um, uh, mission, whatever that looks like in the world. Um, Another dream is being like Jesus because we all want to be like Jesus and just bring revival um, the way that he did. Walking around, whenever people encounter or interact with us, we want it to be like people are interacting with Him, with Jesus Himself, being impacted and transformed. Um, we dream of the United Body of Christ to receive new believers, and we dream of our families being saved as well. So I just pray in Jesus' name that uh, the ark would climb this mountain of religion. That we together, Lord, would um, just be a, a huge, a shining, shining light on the top of the hill and bring many to saving knowledge of you in Jesus' name. Yeah. Actually,
0: John
2: would like to share a John Joe would like to share a quick testimony. I, I, I just thought of this. Um, and so, okay. So, Isaac Kim. Was here uh, two Sundays ago. Two Sundays ago. Last two Sundays ago. Um, And I and I I actually when he was up here, I I actually felt the Lord like speaking to me about um, before he left his last year. He was he was kind of a major player in bringing about a lot of unity on campus, (coughs) and he was hosting a bunch of like really big events. Like he he led nefarious screening, which filled Wheeler, and. Like or leading up to right before he left, I remember there was like crazy momentum in the body of Christ. Like all these ministries that were formerly very isolated, mainly like the Ark and Living Water and Grace Point, some of the bigger ministries. Well, back then the Ark was small, but we had. We, I felt like we had a big presence on campus. Um, right before we left, there's crazy crazy, everybody was feeling it. Like um, I, I don't know how it is uh, for the last couple years, but on Sproul, it would be like There would be tons of tables of Christian fellowships and clubs, and, like, everybody was, there's, like, everywhere you'd go, you'd see people reaching out, and, like, there would be a lot more, uh, I mean, like, ministries that previously weren't interacting with each other at all were starting to be open to that. Um, And then, I mean, I may be speaking from ignorance because I haven't been around for the last three years or so, um, but I I felt like while he was up here, um, I felt the Lord telling me, like, when he left, he was well. This is a personal thing, but when he left, he was my age. He was 26 when he left, and I felt like he came back now, and I'm now I'm 26, and just the timing of it all, like how he couldn't, he hasn't been able to come back for the last like five years or so. I felt like the Lord was saying like there was a very significant thing w- regarding the timing of him coming back, and like a full circle thing, and almost like a passing of anointing, um, and I f- and, and and I feel like God is bringing that back like unity and so like I just heard actually recently um, uh, the upper room which is a uh, house of prayer by living water is hosting night watches every Friday once a month and and there's a lot of houses of prayer in Berkeley but they've all kind of been doing their own thing and this they're really going for unity NAOS and living water upper room are partnering together and a lot of the art college students Um, and 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 just like Fiat Lux which is is a huge deal um, John can probably speak more but I, I feel like there was there's like a very serious ser- serious spiritual shift mm-hmm. and that God is starting to raise up the body of Christ in Berkeley in, in unity and that there's going to be like unbelieving for mass salvations. Oh, come
1: on, yeah.
0: Thanks John. Uh, we're gonna have uh, family come up Should I' just
3: leave the poster there I can read it from here. Um, Yeah. Okay. So um, we talked about families, um, their uh, testimonies. Okay. So um, one of the testimonies that we talked about was about sort of like communication and boundaries, but also um, like grace in parent-children relationships. Um, Like what does it look like to have good boundaries, but also to have grace and communicate well Um, instead of just automatically putting up walls between parents and kids. Oh. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) um, Yeah. And then another thing, um, trusting our families to God, Um, just trusting them, not feeling the need or the responsibility to fix them, um, but just to trust them to God. Another one, um, Dada was sharing, (laughs) here's more milk, was... um, his daughter, and it's like, it seems m- small, but it's a really significant breakthrough for him where um, when his daughter used to spill milk, he would just be like, well, too bad. <laughs> That's all you get. <laughs> um, but um, lately, feeling the grace to be like, oh, actually, here's another cup. You know, it's okay that you spilled. Um, and also, um, in families, uh, for people to start being able to, oh, sorry, I skipped one, but down here, um, letting kids feel the full range of their emotions and express what they feel instead of just being like, pull yourself together, um, but actually being like, oh, I c- you, you look sad, you know, what what's going on, or like, what made you angry, um, instead of expecting kids to, um, I don't know, to not feel things. Um, also, uh, seeing a lot of cool breakthroughs and deviating from past generational brokenness, um, where parents now are able to raise their kids in ways that they were not raised before. So uh, dream casting, um, that's related to this part, breaking cyclical brokenness. Um, So having the resources and the spaces, um, either in the church or outside of the church, um, for those kinds of brokennesses to be broken, (laughs) Um, to stop um, bad parenting styles or Um, relationships um and so yeah whether that be in the church or outside of the church um one of the things was for the ark um to actually be a foster hub um for people in this church to actually um start uh yeah taking in foster kids um and so eventually it's like then we wouldn't even i mean ultimately we would not even need a foster system all children would be in families we wouldn't have social workers um Ultimately, (laughs) Jen does not want her job. (laughs) Um, Another big thing we talked about was about gender roles. Um, What would it look like to redeem and to redefine gender roles? What it means to be a woman and a man, to be a father, a mother. Um, And it's not just about not being feminine or not being masculine because, you know, I don't want to conform, but just being free. Um, So whether that be... um, wearing stilettos and lipstick or whatever it might be, like, that's fine, but just freedom. Um, Families staying together, like, just together. (laughs) The the end for that. Um, (laughs) Marriages, uh, couples retreats, um, we visioned a little bit about the church um, being a space but also giving out resources uh, for for this kind of stuff to happen, um, for the breaking of um, bad patterns, for the establishing of good ones, um, whether it be for families to go on retreats, um, even for the church to become a multigenerational church, um, have some grandpas and grandmas in the faith, um, some teenagers, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then also um, healthy singleness, um, talking about how um, there's just such a dichotomy of singleness versus marriedness. Um, And it doesn't need to be that way, Um, how being single, it's not just like there's a season of singleness and a single of marriedness, but it's like throughout our life we have many seasons. And, um, yeah, so what it means to be single. Um, Yeah, let me pray. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you that um, you are a father. And you know what it means to be a father and a mother and a son. And so, God, we just pray that you would teach us and give us spiritual revelation that is not of this world about what it looks like to be a healthy family. Um, and God, we just pray that you would renew our minds and that you would heal broken relationships. In Jesus' name we pray.
0: Okay, thank you, family. Uh, i like to have education come up.
4: So for education, I think what we came to, we're coming at it from a lot of different angles. And the one thing that it seemed pretty clear is that we're all interested in learning and in the process of learning and how it happens. So um, some of the testimonies we have are um, with people who work more directly with adults, whether it's grad students or um, in facilitating adult learning in a hospital. Um, But a lot of what we were seeing as far as the testimonials were just that there's a vulnerability that comes when you're able to learn from someone. Um, And there's questionings of you question systems. You begin to look at how do we make good jobs sustainable? How do we... um, you know, make sure that people are fully being, that, you know, not just their minds, but that their whole person is being engaged. So everything from uh, home worship nights and vulnerability with co-workers, we saw that with the adult learning. Um, for those of us who are working in a to K-12 system, um, one testimony, it was kind of cool, Devin was sharing about her heart for uh, women's international education and seeing what that looked like, and then we were able to you know, a lot of what her heart sounded like is something that was happening in Oakland, where we were able to get a whole bunch of Yemeni refugee girls enrolled in preschool and with the disproportionate access uh, to education for women worldwide, that that's something that her heart engaged with and it's happening locally in Oakland. So that was just really encouraging for me to like see how God's working in this whole sphere of everything. Um, And then something that I also really appreciated was um, Alex talking about You know, the impact of his service equipping teachers to long-term do their jobs. Just the little things of, like, fixing somebody's computer is something that will make a job sustainable or unsustainable. (laughs) So um, it was just encouraging to hear, like, the range of testimonies from, like, worldwide women's education rights to fixing a teacher's computer so that they can continue to be the first responders when um with traumatized kids or whatever else you come up with. Um, some of the dreams we saw, and again, I noticed that a lot of them had to do with systems, but one of them was you know, for Christine to see her uh, hospital culture shift and for grant writing to thrive and then um, also for the grad student community to thrive here at the Arc, um, you know, where people are in a posture where they're learning, And growing, and um, how do we accommodate people through this lens as well? Um, Some other dreams were also for local community and overseas education for women, um, unification between teachers and administrative support, um, so that you know we have. We I don't know if you all know, but we are in one of the craziest teacher shortages in the state of California. More teachers are leaving than are entering the profession. We're already pretty strapped, um, so the sustainability of the job of teacher has a huge impact. And so, for people to have a vision for what it looks like to be a teacher, um, I also thought, you know, there's a lot of politics that can be uninformed, and you know, you have these like dichotomous two sides. Like, are you with Betsy DeVos or are you against her? And then there's all these nuanced conversations and layers that come onto it, so. Um, Also, just for us to have a more um, nuanced conversation so that it's not so much political infighting, and it's more just, like, oriented towards justice, because that's actually what we care about as opposed to opposing different sides. Um, And then the last one is uh, schools for teen moms. Woo! Yeah, we don't have any (laughs) right now, and they're tacked on to high school, so that's definitely... um, And then that's definitely a dream that we have for there. All right. I'll pray for education. God, I just pray that you would continue to give us vision for um, how to see above the systems that we have before us and to model them after your kingdom. So I just thank you for the work that you're doing in education. And we just say that we're open and willing to be used by you. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Economy and business. Economy business. Can we get uh, somebody to help John hold a sheet of paper? Somebody from your group? <laughs> sure.
5: Yeah, go go ahead and hold it, whatever you wanna do, or you can keep it there. Thanks. Um, So our group, um, we really had a lot of testimonies that centered around promotions, whether it's new jobs or whether it's um, a new job plus uh, opportunity to exercise more skills and at a higher level. Uh, At the same time, there's a freedom and confidence that came alongside that. Uh, that allowed people to have more professional and spiritual influence with their peers and with their um, their clients or their customers, which is really cool. Uh, we believe, you know, God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. Um, so these testimonies really reflect that with his heart. Um, then in our dreams, so moving right along, um, we do have a lot of uh, this Urge and desire to have the Holy Spirit as our guide to everything in our work. And we want to partner with fellow believers. Some ways that that looks like uh, include um, literally employing people at the ark in our businesses um, or, you know, finding jobs for them where we can work together and partner. Now, Suki's told us um, and some of us have the same dream that we go two by two to our workplaces that as we're sent out into the harvest, like Jesus sent out the 72, they don't go alone, but they go with a buddy, and that we can be the same um, and, you know, support each other. Uh, Another thing in that dreaming um, is we want to be, as we partner together, uh, prayerful, like starting prayer groups in our offices um, with fellow believers, and then Additionally, we want to do all of this with a huge spirit of generosity so that what we gain through our business, we're able to uh, pour back into the ark and bless the ark with our profits and with the things that the Lord has given us. Because in Deuteronomy, it says like that God gives us the ability to make wealth. And so our very ability to do that is for him. Um, Later, um, and at the end, a lot of our prayers focus on being authentically and sincerely ourselves at our work. Uh, Grace had a testimony of how she was able to speak with somebody that was further along in her work, and that person encouraged her that they were able to receive the authority that they did because they were truly themselves and so sometimes there's this performance mentality in business where you really have to play the politic and we want to make sure that we understand that our authority doesn't come from playing politics but it comes from surrendering to God and being who he's made us to be. Um, Ultimately, that involves dreaming with God for whatever's next for us and not staying content just to be at a status quo but constantly being a culture maker in our workplace And so we have a dream just to be lights in our workplace in that regard. I think that pretty much covers most of the things. Uh, A lot of it has threads of entrepreneurship. A lot of it has threads of um, a kind of kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And um, yeah, I would say uh, I'm really excited to pray for us. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that there's an opportunity in this city, there's an opportunity in this community, in this region to be ridiculously generous. Uh, We see that so much wealth is produced because of technology and business that's coming through this region, but yet there's a miserly uh, lack of, um, in proportion, our giving. It's crazy to see the statistics of how few people give, But I just thank you that we start at the ark by understanding that our wealth comes from you, God. And because of that, so many people are tithing to this church because they know that they're tithing to you and we're building your kingdom. It's hugely just disproportionate for even the American church tithing. I pray, God, that you would help us as we are um, just letting our finances be used by you. Um, That you would continue to give us a spirit of excellence in our work, in our business. You would allow us to partner together with TBC and um, other business professionals that are seeking to unite others um, in your kingdom for strategic purposes. And God, I just thank you for the prayer groups of men and women that already see that they're anointed for business. And I thank you that you're anointing your children here at the Ark for Business. Would you make us holy and blame us in your sight? In Jesus' name, amen. All right.
0: Let's have uh, government, politics, military come up. <laughs> Can we also have a...
6: So, a lot of our testimonies were about how God confirmed our call into our specific subsectors of government. So, for instance, for Joel, every one of his jobs, internships, has been through a very close connection. Either someone at church is the head of that organization, or he is actually related to that person or distantly related, um, if I remember correctly. <laughs> um, And for Carissa, um, when she was going to her interview at her current uh, transportation office in Oakland, um, there was a rainbow spanning the length from Fremont to Oakland, and it was just, like, leading her along and confirming. God was confirming everything as she was um, going to her interview. And um, for me, uh, wanting to go back and bring grant funding into – more, um, poorer communities in Uganda or in other places internationally, God is just really paving the way with like giving me publications so that later I can have grants and receive funding. And for Hattie, uh, confirm how God just really confirmed in her heart that, you know, she wanted to see wholeness and, um, healing in communities, um, from like the top down and from like the bottom up. Um, so those were our, um, testimonies, and some of our dreams and goals and prayer requests were, um, one, to provide more funding, uh, or to provide more free legal services uh, through the Gospel Justice Initiative, um, perhaps uh, creating a nonprofit among some of the archers here. Uh, we wanted some wisdom to work with communities that strongly disagreed with us, or were um, Uh, you know just didn't have the same opinions that we did Um, we wanted um, a work culture we wanted more community development and more transportation uh, resources in East Oakland and in a very general in a very overarching sense we wanted um, us as citizens to be more informed and um, to be to continue to look outward even as the economic and political climate changes um, and to not become insular as we as things change and things become more uncertain. Um, and we even had some next steps about planning out timelines so that we could um, really hold to some of those visions that we had and some dreams that we had for our surrounding communities and beyond. Um, so I will pray for us. Um, lord i just thank you that you care about this land more than we do Um, and god i i pray that you would give us faith that you would bring things into right order god that you god would be the head of all things god and that we would partner with you god And that you would really heal this land, God, from, like, the individuals that we see walking around talking to themselves to, like, mass communities. And that you would give us faith not just to talk to people that we oppose to politically, God, but that we could work together and partner with them, God. uh, Because that is you, God. You are that kind of God. And you are good God. So we, we thank you for that, God. And we pray that all these things would come to pass. In your name I pray. Amen.
0: Last but not least, we're going to have the arts entertainment uh, group come up, and media is actually mixed in with that, uh, their group, so thank you.
7: Hello, we are small but mighty, me, Kerwin, and Abigail. Um, so we represent the arts entertainment and media mountain, and uh, we talked about uh, our personal visions. And uh, so, for example, oh, yeah, we celebrated and we counted his goodness, some of that being Kerwin um, had, <sighs> m- oh, major, uh, ma- bless you, major wins in his uh, job. He directed his first short commercial. Go, Um For me, it was, uh, I'm going to be going on missions with Bethel, and I'm excited to shoot for them. And... <laughs> And for Abby, she's, like, exploring her creative musical side, maybe, or just open to all kinds of creative avenues. Um, uh, So we did some dream casting and talked about some future things, um, like Kerwin wanted to direct more short things and maybe make a feature. Um, I'm interested in doing a photo, uh, like, a commentary, a photo commentary on... Each of these spheres, um, but using like something artistic that would involve more people as models, aka ARCers, if you're if you're willing, <laughs> um, uh, things like that. And um, I think you know some some big topics that we talked about was um, how we liked how the arts, entertainment, and media world really allowed you to transport yourself from one world to another. And um, something that Kerwin said that was really interesting was that the sci fi and horror films have the most commentary on social issues like just uh, like gender, race, um, and it's probably because people get transported or you can talk about yourselves in a different way, like if you're showing zombies and you're like, the human condition's evil, whatever. Um, So, so, yeah, it was it was very interesting. Like, you guys should pick Kerwin's brain. He's amazing. And, um, yeah, we talked about some big-level things. Like, again, I'm quoting Kerwin. He should just probably talk about it. He said, art is for healing, not for war. Art reminds people of humanity not to be divisive but to unify. Those are two quotes that I really liked that he said. Um, and so I... I don't know. I'm really bad at recapping, and we didn't really take notes because we're like we're dreamers. <laughs> 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 so I, I'll just. How do you feel about praying?
8: I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll pray. Um, Father, I'm, I'm reminded. I think it says in Psalm 27 that uh, like what David seeks the most is to be in your temple and to see your beauty. There's something really special. That when we gaze upon your beauty, it satisfies um, our desires. That there's something really magical and healing about your beauty, Lord, and, and it it serves no purpose other than to bring restoration to, like, or it, it, it's just everything we've for. And so, Father, you have uh, gifted us with the ability to partner with you in that way, to to see mysteries, to see into um, culture and communities in ways that. Most people don't see because they're in the hustle and bustle of life. Um, But when an artist presents it to the world, suddenly they're awoken and and their hearts and their eyes see something they haven't seen before, hear something they haven't heard before, or their hearts uh, stir in a way they haven't been stirred yet before, Lord. And what we want to do is open people's eyes, their ears and their hearts to you. Like we want to remind the world that there is a loving Father, that he is Emmanuel, God with us, and that they're not alone we want people to know that there is restoration there's hope there's forgiveness that is so close to them and we believe that it's possible through the beauty of art we also want to remind people that there is just there's beauty that there is a a shared common human experience when we gaze upon beauty Um, and so father i just pray for gifting upon um, artists who feel locked down by cultural or uh, family family views on art that they'd be broken that there'd be more freedom for people to enter into the arts i pray that there'd be more resources for artists to actually pursue their dreams and and their visions lord and i pray that there'd be a community that would really come around them and and help them um both uh creatively but also emotionally and spiritually um as they as they grow in um, their giftings lord we pray that the mountaintop would be a place where artists from all countries all churches um, would come together, all languages, and and would would picnic together with you, our Father. In Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Thank you, guys. That was awesome. Uh, I'm going to close this real quick um, with uh, with a short, quick story, and and uh, and then uh, we'll, we'll we'll pray. Uh, actually, so before the retreat um, during that week, I had a, a dream. And I, you know, um, don't usually share about my dreams, but this this dream in particular, uh, I was ascending uh, this mountain that turned into a tower that was kind of like a stronghold or a castle of some sort. And in the bottom was the altar of Anubis, and then I crossed a bunch of monks. And in the bottom, the base of uh, um, this this tower was uh, was just how do I say, a lot of bondage. And, and I don't remember exactly what was going on, but there was a lot of terrible things going on in this this tower. And I kept ascending it, and uh, and at the same time, I was trying to get away from this terrible place. And I was evading the guards, I was evading, you know, uh, the folks that were was running it. And then uh, at some point, I realized, oh, nobody's capturing me. <laughs> nobody's catching me nobody's noticing me for for some reason i'm able to get through these dangerous situations and nothing happens and then at the end of the dream like like i just felt this impression and it said you are the ruler of this stronghold you are the ruler of this this uh this castle and i woke up and i was like and eating woke up at the same (laughs) time and, and she's like what's up babe and i said well i had this dream you know blah 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 she's like that sounds like it's from the lord and I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But anyways, I, I feel like um, that's a dream for us and uh, for, for all of us. And uh, anyways, actually, really quickly, can, if you guys can entertain me, if you guys can stand up, we're going to hold each other's hands. <laughs> and can somebody hold my hand <laughs> up here? <laughs> oh, oh, thanks. Okay. All right. Let's, oh, let's oh, link and up. make sure everybody's connected here. Okay. All right. Cool all right <laughs> all right yeah yeah Jesus thank you that we are uh, one body with one head oh let's get that guy let's make sure you get the sound person thank you <laughs> Alex. <That's> Alex. <laughs> hi, Alex. hi Alex all right well thank you Jesus that we are one body uh, with with one head with uh uh who's who's Jesus and uh God, uh, as as we stand in this fashion, linking arms, Lord, uh, we 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 actually represent a, a net um, that we cast together, Lord Jesus. And thank you for all the testimonies that were shared, Lord God. God, this is this is not one person, individuals' uh, spoils. This is all of our spoils because we're all part of this net, Lord Jesus. So I just thank you for that, Lord, and thank you. You're you're calling us to to rule, not just to. Uh, to feel the surge of power through, you know, our rod and our arms and, and whatnot, Lord God, to dominate. But, Lord, to, to be a blessing, Lord Jesus, on, on this earth, Lord God, because we are your sons, we are your daughters, Lord, and, and You call, uh, we indeed are royalty, and that's our identity, Lord Jesus. And so, God, I just uh, God, I just thank you, Lord God, uh, uh, for all the, the individuals that made it out tonight and the testimonies and the dreams that were shared, Lord God. God, you are doing a mighty work in our house, Lord Jesus. You're doing a mighty work in the ark. You're doing a mighty work in the nations, and you ask, you tell us to ask for the nations, so we ask for the nations, Lord God. We ask for the nations, Lord Jesus. God, you say if we have a, the faith of a mustard seed, we can move mountains, Lord God. So we exercise that faith, Lord Jesus. We exercise that faith, Lord Jesus. We ask you to move mountains, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We have faith in you, Lord Jesus. That every testimony that we get to see, Lord God, is, is, is another piece of your face, Lord God, that, that, that shines with beauty, Lord God, that we're able to behold, Lord God. So God, we thank you for this privilege of, of being called, Lord God, as rulers, Lord Jesus, of this earth, to bless this earth, to redeem and reconcile the earth, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that these dreams, these, these dreams casted, Lord God, are just are not just mere words, Lord God, Lord, but they're 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 nets that are going into the water that will bring in, Lord Jesus, that will bring in the harvest, Lord God. So, Lord, I just thank you, Lord God. I just thank you, Lord God, for these these hearts, Lord God, for these sons, Lord, that 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 is being unveiled. Because, Lord God, the, the earth, Lord, is crying out for the, the sons to be, to be recognized, to be unveiled, Lord Jesus. Yeah, so Lord, uh, just I thank you, Lord God, you're sending all of us out, Lord. Not a single one of us is, is in the margin, Lord God. All of us are a critical piece of this, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, you have a significant destiny, amazing destiny for each and every one of us. And even better, for all of us, Lord God, as one, Lord God. Yeah. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Lindsay, oh, if you guys could bring up the papers to me, and if there's pens that you still hold, please uh, put it on the uh, piano. And in the back, there's surveys. so.